Welcome back to Decadorks. We are the 12 sided guys. We have Matt playing as Pine, and Scott is playing as Roos. Oh, Abby's played by Jordan. Sabrina plays as Nari. That makes up our whole party. And I'm Paul, I'm here too. Oh, we have bonus content. If you join Patreon, come and chat with us on the Discord. And don't forget glowing reviews and five star ratings. So go tell family and friends we love all the support. Episode 78. Oh, 78. You know it's gonna be great, great, great. Episode 78, 8, 8. Ah. is only two weeks away. We'll give or take a couple days, but we're gonna be there. Plan is uh, to go and sing karaoke when it's over on Saturday. But you can come and hang out with us throughout the whole fair anyway. If you ever left Hobbiton to go destroy the One Ring in Mount Doom. Oh, but you realized Moria was the final showdown. And there wouldn't be a sequel, then this podcast is for you. Episode 78. Oh, Crystal Codex 78. You know it's gonna be great, great, great. Episode 78, 8, 8. Ah. <laughs> 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 Look threatening, but aloof. I don't want anyone asking me questions. Pine's far better at these disguises. I am just here to lend credibility to his bourgeoisie persona. But man, with that flashy new outfit, Pine is looking the part. I glance at Ebby, who is playing the bait in today's scheme. I couldn't help but a small shiver. Ebby's always been passionate, and especially so about the Ormex. But the coldness in his metal face as he nearly killed Dr. Sidney, it disturbed me more than I'd like to admit. Don't get me wrong, he does have good reason to want her dead, and I am not one to judge how someone reconciles a grudge. Plus, Ebby was amazing waking up all those Ormex. After his healers barely were able to wake one sleeper each, Ebby casually awakens five without breaking a sweat. I mean... He's probably not capable of sweating, but either way, he's going to be a legend to these people. As the first Ormet to awaken, he's already kind of become a de facto leader. But with this heroism, he's going to be cemented into a king, a prophet. Whatever he becomes, he may soon be a royalty that would outrank Roos. <laughs> oh, Roos caught me smirking at him. I need to look threatening and aloof. We've got to convince Renato to engage with us as equals. That was really good. That, that was, was awesome. way cool. That was Can very you... touching. I love it. Yeah, that was. I that need was to look great. threatening and aloof. <laughs> Not just threatening. <laughs> 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 All right. Awesome. Uh, Nari and the boys. Uh, Pine dressed in his new finery, riding upon crumbles. And the rest of you all appearing as servants or guards or, you know, um, 
I guess, possessions of this very wealthy looking Menorese man, all approach the north side of Kelta. Actually, on the outside of the city walls, um, you are approaching the circuit, the horse racing area that um, has become so popular here in the city. Mere seconds ago, you heard the tolling of the bell announcing that races here are about to start. And as you guys approach, you can see as you, um, there, the circuit is surrounded by like houses and shops and things like that. And there's kind of this big round area um, in the center of these houses that has been converted into a, a, a racetrack for horses. And it looks like um, as you approach, you can see this track. It is just trampled dirt. Um, there's patches of grass in places, but it looks like at one point this was a field that has just been destroyed by the pounding hooves over and over and over again every night. Um, you can see as you come into the circuit, um, there's a little uh, kind of a, a road, a path that goes between two of the houses uh, here on the north side of town. And you can see the grandstands. You can see this large bell has been built into the grandstands. And you can see that there um, is room for probably, oh, 100, maybe 200 people to sit and watch these races. Um, you are approaching from behind the grandstands. And um, as you approach, you can see that there are guards standing um, at attention uh, at the entrances to the grandstands, as well as there are these little tunnels, kind of passageways that go through sections of the grandstand to get to the front, um, or you can go around. I don't know if that made any sense, but there are guards that are protecting certain areas of the grandstands. Um, as you approach also, I want each of you to make a quick perception check. Pine rolled a 14. Roos got a 19. Nari rolled a 26. Wow, Ebby rolled an 8. Okay. As you approach the grandstands, I imagine, um, Ebby, I imagine you're anxious, um, pretending to be um, something that you're not. Pine, you are atop crumbles. You are approaching with this dignified air. By the way, I'll also need Pine to make a deception check. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Nari and Roos, so as you approach, Roos, you um, with your 19 and Nari with your 26, um, you can see these guards... Um, are at attention and they are wearing the, um, the symbol of the Royal family. Um, and also something else you notice is that standing out, um, kind of behind the grandstands with a, a big book open, um, kind of at a little, a little tiny little writing desk with a little chest next to him, you see a blue scaled kind of lizard man wearing robes. And he's got this book, he's got a quill in hand and there is a, um, a random man who is talking to him currently, you see some money exchanged and then you see um, the random man go uh, through one of these tunnels into kind of the grandstands. Um, quick point of order um, for our listeners. It might not be a bad idea to do like a quick recap of what the plan is just so that way they know uh, or are refreshed on what we're hoping to accomplish here. Oh, we're not flying by the seat of our pants? <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, we totally are. If we tell Paul the plan, he'll know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was, as far as I remember, um, Pine is dressed very nobly, big, white, fluffy collar all around, burgundy waistcoat and pantaloons, and he's wearing tights and a big hat with a large, I think we said peacock feather, no, beekaboo feather. There's a beekaboo feather. 
yes. um, out of it. Um, and he's writing it on crumbles, uh, appearing to be a very wealthy foreign dignitary, accompanied by Nari, who is kind of his muscle, Ebi, who is playing the part of a subservient deacon, and Roos is also kind of right currently playing the part of like a servant, but eventually would be um, disguising himself as a deacon as well. The idea is do some gambling and then eventually try to up some stakes, see if we can get the richest man in town to wager deacons for deacons. Um, if we win, great, we win some deacons. If we lose, even better, we can actually have Ebby and Roos, Roos disguised as a deacon, infiltrate his house um, so that we can have access to it to free however many other deacons he has in there. Awesome. Okay. Well, here you are. You are approaching the back of the grandstands. The uh, bell has stopped tolling, but you can see that people are, you're not the only ones who are approaching the circuit at this time. There are other people coming in. Um, you see people kind of walking past that blue scaled uh, man and you see other people will stop and talk with him. He'll write some things in his book. There's some money exchanged and then they will go in to the circuit. This is the same blue scaled lizard man that you saw um, a couple of episodes ago at the Wooden Palisade, uh, who was having a secret lunch meeting with Renato, the richest man in town. Okay. Well, Roos, it might be time for you to uh, change into your disguise before we go in. I've only got four hours that I can do as a disguised person. I, I'll, I'll hold off for now, and at the right moment, I will... Uh... It seems like this... This guard, though, is going to uh, ticket us, and it might be strange if we enter with three people and then suddenly have two deacons. I don't think he's. I don't think he's ticketing anyone. I think that's the bookie. I think he's taking bets. Not only that, I mean, what I could do too is, when it comes time to make the wager, I can say, you know, Prancival, please go fetch the other deacon, and you can leave wait around a corner for a few minutes and then turn to the deacon and then come walking back in. Classic. I still don't know how you guys knew my middle name was Pranciful. <laughs> <laughs> you just seem it's like a Pranciful. It's on your royal documents. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Ebby was reading your diary while you were sleeping. He wasn't just watching you. <laughs> Dear diary, I'm thinking of changing my name to Joff, but Pranciful is so noble. <laughs> all right well hey pine why don't you make your deception check with advantage because you're playing the part you've got all the accoutrement you spent the money and you've got the assistance of your um of your friends okay good because when you first said i'm gonna need to make a deception check i made that roll and i got a six but with advantage i got a 23 oh fantastic you come riding up and i i, I imagine that um you're just so used to being an old soldier that you just uh uh, as you're riding up, uh, Roos kind of pulls you aside and he and he fixes like your lapel and he tucks in your your uh, your uh, details of your shirt or something like this. He just kind of spiffs you up a little bit to make you look more the part. And then as, and as he as he finishes, I say, thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm ready for church now. <laughs> All right. So Pine will will ride up and he'll uh, like uh, he'll ride up to the blue lizard man mm -hmm. and say, "Pardon, you there? Are you the one who is taking the uh, the bets?" He's, he bows and he says, "Of course, I'm Belzed. What would you like to wager?" 
Well, I... How many races will there be today? Well, we have five. I don't know why I decided to do a French accent with my pine voice. This is very hard. <laughs> I'm we trying to make five... him sound more menories. <laughs> he said, we have, we have five races. And uh, I don't have to make all the wagers right now, right? No, no, you don't. But uh, we find that uh, it, it can get busy as the races go on. So I, mean, I have the listings of all the horses if you're interested. He actually has a little a little chalkboard kind of thing behind him. And as you look, you can see um, that there are, it looks like there's five different races and there's three horses in each race. Okay. Let us start with the first two. Um, let's see, first race. What are, who, what are the options here? I've heard that uh, I should uh, bet on the prince. Is the prince racing in the first race, second race? He, he, he nods, he says, yes, actually the prince is in our first race. He's racing Diablo. Um, he's racing against Mr. Bojangles and <laughs> and Hoof Does he do the soft, the, the two-step, the soft shoe? Oh, oh. Ragged <laughs> pants and whatever. Oh. Yeah. And he you know, grabbed his feathered stance and he jumped so high. Oh, and then man. he clicked his heels. Anyway, okay. yes, he's racing against Mr. Bojangles and Hoof Hearted. <laughs> okay, well, um... Oh, let's see. Uh, let's do uh, 50 gold. 50 gold on Diablo. Prince will pay the man. Roos will glare up at Mr. Pine. <laughs> <laughs> and then nod his head and hand over 50 gold. Okay. So the way that this works, I have a little um, a little system for the racing. This is out of, out of character. But um, just so our listeners know how I plan on doing these races, we're not going to be doing like animal handling checks for random people riding horses. So the way I have it set up, we have three horses. We have the sure thing, which is the horse that gets to make a roll, just a d20 roll with advantage. We have the toss up, kind of the middle of the range uh, horse who just makes a straight roll. And then we have the long shot. The long shot rolls with disadvantage. And so the way it works is if you were going to bet on the sure thing, which would be Diablo and you win, you get back 150%. So if you pay 50 gold, you'll get back 75. If you want to go for the toss up, it's going to double your money. And if you go for the long shot, it's going to quadruple your money. So Mr. Bojangles would double your money and then Hoof Hearted would quadruple your money. <laughs> hey, a uh, quick question. I don't know, did yes. Roos do the telepathic communication thing? I would with, assume yes. I haven't yet, but I can, I mean, I can roll the dice because we only get a certain number of hours depending on the dice roll. And I was going to wait until things happened to make sure that we have time. Got it. Well, very good. Okay, um, so that is heat number one. So you put 50 gold on Diablo and... Um, uh, Belzed, this uh, blue-scaled man, he nods says, oh, very good choice. Very good choice. The prince is a very good racer. His heat is about to start. Um, so if you want to get your seats, or unless you want to see the other listings, and he kind of motions to the board, and you can see the listings of all the other horses. Who um, all have names. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you guys, I've been so excited for this for like two months. Ever since you guys got to Kalta and I was like, there's horse racing. I need to come up with some horse names. So <laughs> why you knocked out of the park with the names. Okay. Um, is there an opportunity for Ebby to kind of walk up to Pine and talk to him in a way that won't draw attention or like whisper to him? 
it, you can do like a, a sleight of hand or a deception check, but it's going to be difficult because Pine is literally in the middle of a conversation with this man. You get the impression too, just looking at him, he's he he's sly. You can see not much gets past this guy. Yeah, no, I would wait. I would wait until it's like everybody's attention is diverted and Abby can just kind of walk up and quietly whisper into Pine's ear without drawing attention. Okay. Well, let's just... Let us keep it at this one for just right now. Um, Principal, please take my mount and uh, stable it. The rest of us party uh, entourage. Come on. As you say. <laughs> allez, allez. I thought you were going to say party people. <laughs> party people. <laughs> the rest of us party people. Let's go party. <laughs> Merci, au revoir. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. So I will start to like I'll dismount and I'll start to head like walk in. Okay, perfect. Come on in. Ebby's going to kind of walk kind of close behind and just whisper slightly over his shoulder, hopefully so that one, no one else can hear that this deacon is actually speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to bet on the long shot. I can try to uh, tip the odds a bit in our favor. Um, some ways that I'm thinking of doing this is Ebby could kind of as a deacon, maybe just like stand or post guard outside or, or down where he has visibility on the horse stables and yeah. cast an upscaled animal friendship to charm all of the horses. Um, oh, wow. And then the other thing he can do is he has the mold earth cantrip. And so he could turn some of the loose rock into difficult terrain. You're going to start tripping <laughs> horses and we're going to have to start shooting them. Oh my gosh. Man, just, like, rush out oh. the Olympics over here yeah, and just, just fixing everything. <laughs> just oh right gosh. at their starting spot so they have a rough start. Uh, so after you say that, I'll actually stop and I'll turn back to um, this blue lizard guy. And mm-hmm. then I will say, I'll go back up to him and say, you know, let's put a, let's put a wager on the second one as well. Um, sorry, is this accent really terrible? Is no, you're it really fine. You're doing great. Okay. You're doing great. I love it. Okay. Um, let us put a wager on the second one as well. Who's the long shot in that race? Oh, the long shot is Erdos's little helper. <laughs> Fifty gold on Erdos's little helper. Um, okay. You sure you don't want to bet on Dakota or Chester? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Uh, Sure thing, long shot. We'll we'll see how this pays out for me in the first two rounds, and then I will. Um, since Prancival is currently uh, putting away crumbles, I'll actually um, search, kind of like put my hands on my waist, like I'm searching for something. It's like this is so vulgar. I love it, and I'll pull out a little uh, my pouch and hand him fifty gold. Okay, so so vulgar. So 50 gold on Diablo for the first race, and then 50 gold on Erdos' little helper for the second race. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then heading in. Okay. As uh, as they're walking away, Roos is going to lean up to the, to the bookie and say, my employer is a little rash with his belongings. I'm sure that we might be able to make off with a little bit. If we get him a little drunk, he might make a wager that he... Uh, would regret. Why don't you um, make a, a persuasion or deception check? I, I think either one would work with advantage. It's a great thing you gave me advantage because I got a 23. <laughs> oh, man. What was your other roll? Uh, the other roll was an eight. Okay, yeah. So 23 is much better. You see the uh, the blue scaled uh, man, Bell Zed. He says, oh, well, we, we wouldn't want that. 
And then he kind of reaches back behind him and he pulls out this like um, a little uh, flask. And he says, here, it's the strong stuff from Barrister. Excellent. So Roos will take that from him and say, he has two deacons. If perhaps you could wager something, you might be able to, to liberate him from those deacons. Well, I mean, I'd have to find somebody willing to take that bet. And he thinks for a second. And with your 23 deception, he kind of says, I, I'll see what I can do. I'll see. I think we might be able to make that happen. And then he uh, closes up his book, closes up his chest, locks it up. And you see him actually leave his little desk and head down to the south around the bottom of the of the grandstands. And he goes up a staircase and disappears like under a... The grandstands has a roofed area at the back. And you can see as you go in that there are bleachers, but then there's also like a covered pavilion as well in the center um, where rich people or um, other, you know, the 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 not cheap seats um and you see he goes to go access the more expensive area i will say as soon as pine goes in walks in and he sees those covered seats um he'll look at the bleachers and he'll say this is not for me and then he'll start uh walking over toward those covered seats as well and they will kind of like walk in front and be like make way make way and kind of um add to his uh fanfare i think uh as they're heading in i'm gonna have amarok be invisible and kind of hang out with pine right next to him. Perfect. As you guys walk into um, the actual, uh, the arena, the, the, what's it called? The, it's the hippodrome. As you walk into the hippodrome, um, you can see there are, you know, there's some just uh, townsfolk sitting around. There's some, looks like some wealthy merchants who are, you know, they're, they're like uh, getting ready to watch the races. And as you look towards the center of the grandstands, you can see sitting up in the comfy seats underneath a red canopy um, and in some like padded cushioned chairs, you can see Renato, the heavyset rich man, um, is sitting on one side of this pavilion. And next to him is sitting a probably a 25, 26 year old, very attractive woman, um, blonde hair, dressed elegantly. Um, And then on the other kind of end of the pavilion, you see a woman dressed very nicely. Um, She is probably more in her probably in her 40s or 50s. Um, She's a little bit round in the cheeks. She's got an air about her. Um, She's got. uh, like a, a very expensive looking green dress on. You can see behind her is a servant that, um, well, Ebby's not there currently. Ebby's kind of down, kind of uh, trying to get a good look at the horses. Um, but I would say, Pine, you might recognize this guy. This would be Ivar, who was the servant that, um, the servant of the prince that Ebby had talked to way back at the temple of Ornithor. Um, you can see that there are guards standing behind them, and you can see that the The woman in the green dress is leaned over the railing and she's talking down to a young, thin man with a, you know, kind of a peach fuzzy mustache that Pine, you would also recognize that is the prince. And he is actually standing there listening to this woman and uh, they are kind of finishing their conversation and he waves to her and then he heads off to the south to probably go get on his horse. Okay. Is there, a, is there an access point where I can just basically invite myself up into this pavilion? 
So the way to get up into the pavilion is there's a there's like a ramp on the north side or there's a ramp on the south side to kind of get up into the um, kind of the upper area of the grandstand. Okay. I'll just start taking it. I'll just head that way. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so you end up coming uh, kind of down towards the... Uh, uh, towards this pavilion area, and you, a guard instantly stops you and says, "Sorry, not permitted." No, not permitted. What, where's my what's my accent? We <laughs> we oui, oui, not permitted. We're not permitted. Uh, what is this? Nari's kind of going to stand up and and just kind of puff her chest a little bit and say, "How dare you? This is <laughs> this is the man of Menarest." The guard says, "Oh, I don't, I don't." I don't know who you are, but this is the Queen's Pavilion. Oh, the Queen's... You know, I have put a lot of money on her son. So I think I should at least be able to sit up here. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to talk my way into this. Just, just let it happen. Just... It's fine. You're fine. He kind of says, um, a lot of people put a lot of money on her son. He's a very good racer. Why don't you make a persuasion check? I'll let you make it flat. Okay. Oh, I rolled a two, so it's a ten. Oh, nailed it. He, said, <laughs> he says, but I'm sorry, I can't permit you up here. This is, uh, obviously, this is the Queen's Pavilion, and we have to keep her safe. As you are standing up here, you can see that um, there's a couple of, like, of royal guards standing here, but you can see that behind, like, the seats that um, Renato, the rich man, it, it, where he's sitting, you can see that there is... Um, He's, looks like he's got a guard. She's um, she's broad. She's tall. She's probably like six one, six two. Um, she is wearing plate armor. She's got like a a, a great sword on her back. Um, she looks you pine knowing warriors, um, having fought your whole life. Um, she looks very competent. Um, next to her, you can actually see um, a deacon uh, is standing there kind of at attention as well. And then there's another man standing right behind Renato and he looks to be some kind of a servant. Um, but, um, this Royal Pavilion is not just for the queen. Apparently that's some bull. <laughs> Sorry. A 10 persuasion to get past the guards. We got races coming up. Um, as you guys are standing there trying to get into the Royal Pavilion, you do suddenly hear the, um, gonging of the bell again and um, you can see that there are three um, horses with riders on them approaching the grandstand um, Abby how close do you need to be uh, I need to get within 30 feet oh one thing I forgot um, sorry we'll get back to that um, also Pine as you're talking to this guard you can see that Belzette is in here and he is kind of talking over the shoulder of Renato um, and Renato is kind of listening and nodding and um, why don't you go ahead and do that persuasion check with advantage? Actually, I forgot that um, that Bill Zed was here, maybe helping you out. Well, I, I didn't roll much better, so it's a 12. <laughs> okay. As you're sitting there talking to this guard, you see Renato kind of lean back over his shoulder and say something to Belzed, and Belzed nods, and then he, he kind of moves uh, down and back out of the grandstand to go take up his space again at the desk. So, Ebby, you're down south of the grandstands kind of uh, waiting for the horses to come by, and you need to be within 30 feet of them to kind of cast your spell? Yes. So, are there verbal components? Are there somatic components? Is there material components? I just want to know, like, what kind of a ruckus are you making to cast this spell? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be verbal, somatic, and there's supposed to be material components. 
Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, there is like wagons that are kind of set up. Um, it looks like one of the wagons is like a, um, a, a saddle maker. Another wagon has like a blacksmith for like horseshoes and things for, you know, those last minute repairs. Um, you, there is a spot you can try to hide behind to cast the spell. Um, but I will need you to make a stealth check to get back there without being Ooh. seen. Okay. Then, oh goodness. Okay. Uh, I can try that. My stealth is not great, but we can give that a shot. Because of half plate, I have to do it with disadvantage. Oh, no. Uh, a three for stealth. <laughs> oh, man. Our plan is working so great. <laughs> you start walking up to kind of take cover behind this wagon. as it's, this, it's the one that as the saddle maker. As this guy comes out and he's got like leather straps across like his shoulders. Looks like he's working on a saddle currently. Um, and he steps out and he goes, whoa, hey there, metal man. You can't be back here. You got to go. And he just starts pointing. You got to go. Okay. All right. I, I turn and start kind of meandering in the direction he pointed and then okay. keep going south maybe a little bit. <laughs> he's like, is there no, like a not that way. Is there like a starting line at all? The starting line is actually further away. So um, the grandstands, there's like a big like kind of a dirt area in front of the grandstands. And then there's this kind of fence that keeps the um that that keeps all the people away from the track and so um there's probably about i don't know 80 feet between the grandstands and the fence and then the horses are the race happens around the other side of that fence and it looks like the starting line is basically the starting line and finishing line because it's a circle um is right in front of the royal pavilion okay um got it <sighs> all right here here's a random idea can i no that probably wouldn't work Darn, I was going to see if there would be a way for me to like hide underneath the grandstand, like come around the corner and duck in without one of the guards seeing me. So it does seem pretty, um, it does seem pretty um, protected here because the queen is in attendance. It would be another stealth check. (laughs) Let's do it again. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to be like, if they yell at me again, I'm like, just this hapless robot. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. I had no idea. Beep, oh, gosh. I rolled another. Uh, I rolled a four. <laughs> you um, you look around and then you start to duck down underneath and this guard comes up and he says, hey, hey, you. Hey, come here. <laughs> Deacon. All right. I walk up to him. I'd like to wager my defective robot. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, Deacon, stay. And then he turns around and he actually goes up into the grandstands. And um, you can see now that at this point, you're at a place where like Belzed can see you. Um, uh, Pine and Nari and Roos, where have you guys gone since you're not allowed up in the Royal Pavilion? Pine will look very put out. And uh, he will say to Roos, he'll say, Find us a seat. Nari will kind of glare at the uh, guard who wouldn't let us in and say, you've made a huge mistake, son. And then follow <laughs> Pine. He just, he just kind of shrugs and says, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> What's funny is you're, you're playing me up like this really important person. And I was thinking of what would be my background? Oh, yes, I deal in fragrances. <laughs> <laughs> That's no joke. Oh, that's it's not. Their no. business. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Uh, so Roos will walk up to the stand just across the way, like nearby the Royal Pavilion, mm-hmm. and start um, telling the people seated 
nearest the royal pavilion that they need to move. Um, okay. and intimidating or persuading? In persuading, that <laughs> okay. got a better got a better chance at that. Would you kindly move? Right. My master is he's uh, he he would like to sit as close as he can to the royals. Okay, make your persuasion check. I got a five. That was a nat one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We yeah, the we're guy doing is like, so good, guys. Suck so bad. <laughs> the guy is like, "There's plenty of seats behind me. I've been sitting in this seat for 45 minutes, waiting for this race to start. I'm not giving it up." Yeah, get here step early. Forward with her axe a little bit and be like, uh, "Sir, I don't think you understood. We're not asking. Our lord requires the seat." Actually, I'm going to call that as being the help action for Roos for his persuasion check. I'm still not very good at this. I got a 16. <laughs> he uh, he looks over at you, Nari, and, um, you know, he kind of, like, bites his tongue a little bit. He's like, fine, whatever. Seats are all fine. And he moves over, um, and then he allows you a seat um, kind of on the, in the commoner's grandstands that is um, closest to the queen and her servant, Ivar. Pine will um, pull out a handkerchief and hand it to Roos, indicating to put it down underneath my butt when I sit down. <laughs> Roos will spit into it and then wipe the the bench clean. You see, as you spit into it, you suddenly see Squire. Only you can see him, Roos. You see him looking at you with wide eyes and he's shaking his head. No, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> He's like, have you not paid attention to anything I've done? And then he kind of thinks about it and he's like, oh, never mind. That's right. I haven't done anything. And then he disappears. Uh, um, Roos and Nari and Pine, as you guys are kind of leaving that Royal Pavilion area, I just want you to make a quick uh, perception check with disadvantage. We got a lot of skill checks going on this episode. <laughs> Roos got a nat one for, for 12. Nari rolled a 15. And Pine got a 13. Okay, so the only one who hears this is Nari, and you hear it just barely. Um, Nari, as you're kind of walking away, or you're kind of helping Pine sit down, you see a guard approach Renato uh, up in the grandstands, and all you hear him is all you can hear is this guard say, "Renato, I think one of your deacons is out. He's, I don't know, he's acting weird. Maybe he's defective." And uh, and then you move on, and you don't hear the rest of that conversation. Okay. The race is going to start. Ebby, what are you doing? I need to know right this second. Belzed can see you if you're going to try to duck underneath the grandstands again. In fact, there's other guards around that can see you as well. All right, here we go. I can use Mold Earth as a cantrip, which is only somatic and can affect up to 30 feet. I want to try to create a diversion uh, over here to the north of Bel Belzed. Is that what you said his name was? Yeah, Belzed. And use that to create a diversion so then I can duck under the grandstand. Okay, well, I'm going to need to know what your diversion is, because like a spike of dirt shoots up into the air. Um, that's going to that's going to stop the races, probably. So what 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 kind of a diversion are you thinking? I was thinking, I don't know if, how you feel about this, but one of the aspects of mold earth is that I can cause shapes, colors or both to appear on dirt or stone or spell out words and create images or patterns. Yes. Um, I, I was thinking I might have it like alter the chalkboard that he's got the stuff on like written on um, oh, like, the, yeah, like the chalk yeah or like maybe even like have the chalk fall to the ground or something okay well we'll say it's a slate so that he's writing on so you can affect the slate i would i would say sure 
Um, that will give you advantage on your check. So go ahead and roll it <laughs> just straight. As Bill said, uh, reaches over to grab his chalk as it's falling and his slate starts to kind of tumble off of its little um, <laughs> easel. <laughs> I got a four again. <laughs> what is happening tonight? <laughs> well, guys, that's, that's it. That's the attempt. How many ones, twos, and threes have been rolled this evening so far? Oh, man. This could be great. <laughs> Not by me. Um, <laughs> a lot. A lot have been rolled. I've rolled two. I have rolled a two and a three. I've rolled two threes. This is great. Oh, I'm loving this. I've rolled two well, ones in a row. Oh, gosh. I imagine as Ebby is starting to crawl underneath the grandstand, he like hits his head and it just makes like this big, huge dong. And then um, uh, Belzed turns around and then he actually calls up even louder. And he calls up and he says, um, Renato, is this one of yours? And then the rest of you who are seated in the commoners grandstands, you can see Renato is like sitting there anxiously waiting for the next race to start. And then he kind of looks over his shoulder because he hears Belzed call. And then he thinks about it for a second and he, he stands up and he starts walking out. Nari whispers to Pine and she says, I, do we have any idea where Eddie is? <laughs> Pine will say, nope, but I think he's supposed to look like he's mine. So should, should you, should you stay here and, and Reese and I can investigate or I can investigate and Reese can stay here with you? Maybe Roosh should go. He's a little more eloquent. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, Principal, loud enough for the people to hear me, say, Principal, go see where uh, 381 has gotten to. Ugh. All right, I'll go find that stupid de deacon. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, Roosh, you leave the pavilion. Ebby, you see Renato come down to you. This guard has returned now, and they are going to start talking about you right in front of you, but the bell tolls and the horse race begins. Boof, pounding hooves as these three horses go charging across the track. We have Diablo, Mr. Bojangles, and Hoof Hearted. Um, let's go ahead and make some rolls. Okay, I'm gonna actually have um, Pine, since you bet on Diablo, why don't you roll two D20s and take the top? So the top is only a 14. Ooh. All right. Here is the straight roll for Mr. Bojangles. <gasps> Mr. Bojangles takes the lead over Diablo with a 17. Oh, damn. Bringing up the rear is Hoof Hearted. And here it is. <laughs> a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who farted? Oh, man. No, it's hoof hearted. That's what I said. Hoof, uh, hoof, hoof. You say hoof. Hoof? I say hoof. Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. You hear somebody going, hoof hearted, hoof farted. Come on, hoof farted. Come on. Um, and, I think uh, that was me. <laughs> you see the prince put up a valiant effort with his, uh, with his horse, with Diablo, but... Uh, Mr. Bojangles comes in um, on the inside turn right at the very end and manages to eke out a victory over Diablo. And the winner is Mr. Bojangles. Boo! So, Boo! Pine, you are, or I guess, <laughs> Roos, you are out <laughs> 50 gold. Yes, I am. Uh, Pine will very loudly be booing. Boo! Boo! <laughs> 
you hear a lot of other people booing. You see some people going, Mr. Bojangles, who would have thought? Um, hey, Paul, please tell me that there is one horse in this race whose name is James Baxter. <laughs> no, there, no, there is no James Baxter. <laughs> All right, well, we are now back to the conversation happening about Ebby in front of Ebby. Um, Renato comes over and he's looking at you, Ebby. Um, the guard is like, this, this deacon's been wandering around trying to get underneath the grandstands and making a ruckus. And Renato's like, oh, this one's not one of mine. And he kind of starts looking you over. Well, first off, how cleaned up did you get, Ebby? I I didn't say that I was cleaned up, so I imagine I'm still a little bit dingy and have, like, plants and stuff still kind of growing out of some of my joints and things. The skeleton I, from years ago is still faintly visible. Still the faintly there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine, too, that even if you did try to clean up a little bit before this, when you would, like, pull the plants and stuff out from, like, between your knuckles and that kind of thing, they grew right back. So you definitely have this kind of earthy vibe to you. And Renato's looking at I mean, you and he's like... Technically, though, you do have that ability, so you could have made yourself look like a fresh, clean deacon had you wanted to. Oh, that's true. I, I mean, I think it's okay that he looks a little dingy. <laughs> okay. Renato's looking at you like, hmm, this one looks a little worse for wear, but it... He's running. Hmm. Who's... He kind of looks around. Who's Deacon? Whose Deacon is this? Um, and then uh, Belzed kind of comes wandering over and he says, Oh, um, I'm sorry. I I thought this was yours, but it, it must be the other man. The uh, the Menorese guy who came in. The one who, uh, one who was throwing his money around. Roos, you come around the corner as this conversation is happening. I think as Ebby... Once Ebby sees Roos, he just starts to try to push his way over to him. Um, the uh, guard does not stop you. You just kind of like brush past the guard. Um, Renato and Belzed are looking um, at you, Ebby, curiously. And Ebby comes wandering over to Roos. Roos will, will appraise Ebby and then point up to Mr. Pine and say, that's where we're sitting. Go there. <laughs> and Ebby will like stumble awkwardly around and will head up into the grandstand as well. <laughs> Bruce will walk down to um, the bookie as well yeah, right yeah. after this. Yeah, for sure. The guard has moved on. He's taken his, his place back. But you see that um, Renato has actually stuck around. And uh, he, as you walk up to the to the bookie, to Belzed, Renato says, is that Deacon yours? Well, it's not mine. It's it's my my master over there. It's his. Um, we actually have access to two deacons. Our, our other one is a bit cleaner than this one. Um, but but yes, that is ours. Hmm. I don't see many others who have deacons here in these parts. Interesting. You can see that he is thinking, and then Belzed turns to you and kind of cocks an eyebrow um, at you. Yes, I... I mean, of course, there would be some sort of finder's fee for me, but I have started working on my, my master to get him drunk enough to to make a wager for both of his Ormex. Uh, Belzed kind of looks at you quizzically, and so does um, Renato. Says, Ormex. Ormex. 
Oh, that's, it's it's the Menorese word. For whatever reason, the Menorese call them Ormex uh, deacons. I, I meant to say the word deacon. <laughs> Good thing we talked about that last time. Matt was thinking. <laughs> oh, it, that seems to appease them. Um, Renato uh, looks over at Belzed, bites his lip a little bit, and then looks back at Eurus and says, let me know when he's willing to make a wager. I might match it. Little private bet on the side. Of course. Give me a um, a race or two to get him drunk enough, and and I think he'll be primed. Okay. But of course, as I said, there is a fee for this. A fee. <clears throat> Tell you what. When I take your master's deacons from him, then um, there's a hundred gold in it for you. Much obliged. And he kind of he kind of gives you a little head nod. Um, and then he uh, goes back to take his seat back up in the Royal Pavilion. And Belzed turns to you, Roos, and gives you two big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Roos smiles at him and, and says, I will see you in a few races. Okay. All right. Um, Roos, are you going to go back and take a seat with the other members of Nari and the boys? Yeah, that's the plan. As soon as Roos comes back, uh, uh, Pine will very loudly say, Why do you keep trying to force this? Swill on me. Okay, I'll drink it. And then <laughs> take shot, some shot, shots. <laughs> shot. I love life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. The second race is about to start. The second race is between three horses. Uh, Dakota is the sure thing. Chester is kind of the toss-up, and Erdos's little helper is the long shot. It was a sign. <laughs> exactly. Erdos' little helper to save Christmas. It was a sign. Now that we're up in the crowd, can I try to use my mold earth somatic while people are cheering and gyrating and causing a, a ruckus to try to... Uh, if people are gyrating? Yeah, there's gyration at horse races, right? <laughs> just, just it's very normal. <laughs> Lots of gyrating. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like going to Portland Meadows on a Friday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> um, right. But but yeah, the hope is that maybe I can use Mold Earth to like uh, just make the terrain just a touch awkward for the other horses, allowing a more clear path. Yeah, how far out does it go? It's a thirty foot range. Oh, thirty feet. So the 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 track starts right here. On the other side of those... Yeah, there's uh, that fence, yes. Dang it. Well, there's not a whole lot I can do. Um, can't you cast spells through Amarok? Only touch spells. Okay. The bell tolls, and the second race begins. Here we go. As far as um, the sure thing, we have... Ooh, a 19... The toss-up, so that's that's Dakota. Ooh. Chester, a straight roll, um, is ooh a natural one. Chester breaks his leg and they go out and shoot him in the head. No, <laughs> take, that, take that out. Take that out. That's that got so hard. brutal. What? Turn that horse into glue. <laughs> that's so brutal. I'm so sorry. Chester is uh, out of the race from the very beginning. I, I like to think that Erdos's little helper is not even like a horse bred for racing. It's like a plow horse. Yeah. Well, here <laughs> we go. With disadvantage, 
It is possible. Here we go. Oh, Eridos' little helper did get a natural 20, but the second roll is only a 14. So Eridos' little helper does overtake Chester, but the winner of the second race is going to be Dakota. Bad luck, me lord. I keep losing money and I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there are there are three more races. Are you going to wait until uh, the last race before you bet the Deacons or how are you going to do this? I want to establish that I am a reckless gambler one more time before I approach that kind of a bet. So I will say I'll take 100 gold from my pouch and I'll say, um, Principal, go put 100 gold on whichever horse's name comes first alphabetically for the next race. <laughs> Roost will loudly say, but sir, are, alphabetically, are you sure? And he'll glance over at the, at the royal pavilion. You can see that Renato, Renato is watching this, um, <laughs> like, like with, almost like licking his lips. And, and, Pine, and Pine will say, I'm positive and bring me more booze. <laughs> I I will be certain to bring you more booze, but okay, fine. Pine Pine is straight up like he's like holding his breath a little bit to like make his face redder, so he looks more and more flushed. <laughs> so you're not actually drinking the booze, though. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. He's like okay. he's like he's flexing his muscles as well to like warm himself up so that he looks more flat, more flushed in his face and everything. <laughs> oh, um, okay, Evie's gonna kind of. While this is all like while the crowd is going crazy, he'll lean in towards uh, Pine to whisper into his ear and say, I, I don't have a whole lot of other tricks up my sleeve. The only other thing I could think of is you could try to submit crumbles as a new horse to to participate. And uh, I could escort the horse in and then take the moment to try to work some magic. Let's, let's do that on race number four. It'll show that we're even more. Um, Dumb. Wild. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> Dumb, sorry. Dumb was the wrong word. Wild and crazy and just out there is more what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 We yes. could go right. feathers. <laughs> Race a peekaboo. And <laughs> I like that. I'll, I'll, you know what? And hey, Nari, do you want to ride Crumbles in a race? <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't think I'm best suited for that task. That doesn't I... matter. We're supposed to look erratic. I'm supposed to look like <laughs> like the most insane gambler anyone's ever met. Well, that would be the most insane gamble anyone's ever met. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crumbles. Uh, if Crumbles is down with it, I am. Okay. As soon as <sighs> as soon as this race is over, I'll stand up and I'll proclaim my champion to race against the, in the next race. I imagine I'm just like three feet taller than all of the jockeys. You are. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. Are you seven feet tall? Yeah. Uh, you're two feet taller than, than all the other jockeys. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> Quickly, okay. What's hey? What? What's your code name? What's your pseudonym? Oh, uh, you can call me June. June. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, Roos, you go back to Belzed. You see the uh, the listings on the chalkboard for the third race. It is, um, the sure thing is called Crazy Jellyfish. The toss-up is called Fasty. And the long shot is named Fish Biscuit. Wait, wait, wait. Fasty? Fasty. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's really fast. <laughs> okay, so what were the names again? Fasty? Crazy Jellyfish, okay. Fasty, and Fish Biscuit. Okay. 
So he, he said, <laughs> pick the one that alphabetically comes first, and that would be Crazy Jellyfish. Okay, the sure thing. How much are you putting down on the sure thing? Um, 100 gold. Okay. All right, he takes your money, and he, he, uh, he kind of writes it down in the book, and he says, all right, I got you down. And then I'll make my way, I'll wink at him and make my way back up to the stands. Okay. Well, this time there's a good chance you're going to win because Crazy Jellyfish is the sure thing. So here we go. The bell tolls, the horses take off, and Crazy Jellyfish rolls a 10. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so well tonight, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we have... um, and then we then we have Fasty. Fasty rolls a natural one. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Oh my gosh, this could be the long shot this time. All right. Okay. And then last but not least, we have Fish Biscuit. Fish Biscuit rolls a 12. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> Fish biscuit. Rudy, Fish biscuit. Rudy, Rudy. Oh man. Sorry this for horse... just a little bit. I don't know if I can beat that. That oh, was man. impressive. <laughs> so fish really quick, fish biscuit for me is hilarious because it's a combination of sea biscuit, which is a movie about horse racing, and fish biscuits, which they had to eat when they were locked in polar bear cages on the show Lost. <laughs> okay Okay. all right (laughs) yes all right as soon as as soon as that is over pine will stumblingly stand up and he'll he'll throw his arm up into the air with a pointed finger and he'll say i will submit my champion to race by uh what's it called a laton Nari will kind of stand up and, like, pretend like she's le- helping Pine lean up and straighten up. June, no, no, June, you go get... You're in the next race. They will be in the next race. <laughs> if you say so, my lord. <laughs> okay, so anyone who's there, you can see that Renato is, like, smiling from ear to ear. The queen, however, you assume this is the queen who's also up there, she looks over at... Um, you, Pine, and you can see a look of disgust on her face. Pine will Pine will take off his hat and and stumblingly he'll he'll bow to her and, and say Your Highness, your son lost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'll make I'll have you make a persuasion check to get Nari and crumbles in the race with disadvantage this time because the queen is does not like you. I only got a 13. Okay, I'm going to have her make a wisdom save against you. Oh, she rolled a natural 15. No! Um, so you start saying, my my hero, my my uh, my uh, champion will race again in the next race and uh, a guard comes over and he says, I'm sorry sir, you're going to have to be quieter. I'm going to have to have you ask you to leave. <laughs> Are you afraid of a little competition? Melody's money isn't good enough for you. (laughs) This is we we race horses here, not alatons. And um, and then he kind of motions up to the queen and he says, 
the only reason why you're allowed to stay is because uh, you're throwing around a lot of money. But um, you're you're on thin ice. <laughs> One more outburst from you, and I will have to ask you to leave. I don't understand this expression, thin ice. What's this? What's this? Uh... This is your last chance. Oh. He says, enjoy the races, but you can't put your own racer in the races. These these races have been organized for, you know, days. These are these are championship horses. These are race horses. These are not just You know, my my Laton is um blue, green, and purple. <laughs> I'm I'm sure. I'm sure it is, sir. It's okay, sir. They clearly are intimidated by the thought of facing such a creature. I uh, I think it has the spirit of my dead wife. <laughs> it's entirely possible, sir. He says, <laughs> the guard says, um, why don't you come with me? I'm going to get you some bread and maybe have a doctor check you out. Oh, no, I'm fine. I, she's, she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. We'll, Because we'll... well, she's a woman, she can't be a doctor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> The says, I'm not taking that one, and he walks away. <laughs> Pine will sit down. Pine will sit down and look sullen. <laughs> you guys, your roles have been just amazing this game. It's so not, funny. Uh, not getting anywhere here. Uh, well, I think I think the plan I think the plan is going to work out. I think that we're doing okay despite all the failure. Because instead of looking like a very competent rich person, I just look like a bumbling idiot. <laughs> look the at the plans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's usually how plans go when you're playing D and D, though. This your, your other plans have all really worked well. This is your first one. That's I mean, it's still kind of working, I assume, but. Oh gosh, this is hilarious. I'm like sweating here because I'm laughing so hard. Okay, so race number four. Do you guys want to put any money down on um, either administrative assistant, long face, or tornado two? Which secretariat is administrative assistant? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wasn't sure if anyone would get the secretariat uh, uh, link weird. there, but yes. Yeah, administrative assistant is the sure thing. The toss up is long face and the long shot is tornado two. So up to this point, this has cost Roos 50 gold and me 150 gold. I think that for this race, Pine will be sullen. And then for the fifth race, he'll wager the, the, the deacons. Okay. So no money going out in this race. Okay. All right. Do we even need to roll it? We could even wager the deacons as an offer to maybe get your Elaton in the race. That might that might be the, the push they need. Yeah, it's just I want... Renato specifically it's specifically to be a side bet just with him not to the house all right so during the fourth heat Roos will step out and look for the bookie okay yeah, yeah um he's there and actually he's actually waiting kind of um he's he's behind the grandstands where he has been kind of staying but he's waiting closer to your guys's grandstand he's kind of rubbing his hands together and he's like what's the word are, are you ready to make that wager yeah I'm I'm ready to make the wager but I I think I think my master is going to need to speak to, um, to Renato in person. I'm sure that can be arranged. Um, and then he, um, he says, I'll, I'll have him come meet you here. Perfect. And then he leaves the grandstands or he leaves that area, goes up into the Royal, um, the Royal pavilion and comes back down with Renato as you take off to go get pine. And the fourth race 
completes and nobody bet on it. So do we even need to roll it? Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. First off, had I bet, I would have bet on administrative assistant. (laughs) Administrative assistant rolled an 87. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was a D100. That was a D100. Okay. Administrative assistant got a 10. Oh my goodness. Long face. How are you going to do? Longface I mean, I got... I missed that one of them was named Longface. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> the horse walks into a bar and the bartender says, why the long face? I and that's know. the end yeah, of the joke. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you didn't need to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> you guys, I'm having way too much fun with this. Thank you for putting up with me with these stupid horse names. All right. So, so far, Longface is winning. Um, Tornado 2. Let's see how Tornado 2 does. Tornado 2 ends up getting a 9. So Tornado 2 does come in last place, but it is a very close race with Longface taking it. All right, Roos, you go back over to Pine at the end of the fourth race after having met with Belzed. Mr. Pine, they're ready to make an offer. Excellent. Come, come, June. And Pine will uh, step down off the stands. Three, three, eight, one, come to and we're going to head out to meet with Renato. Okay. All right. Renato is there. Actually, this time um, when Renato is down there, you can see that um, his guard, the the woman with the uh, the plate armor and the great sword over her shoulder, the kind of battle-hardened six-foot-tall uh, warrior is there as well. Um, she's got her arms folded. Hello she there. seems at ease. What was that? <laughs> oh, I was just saying hello there. Oh God! You, you know that as soon as you introduced her, that that Nari was either going to try to flirt with her, or there was going to be an epic fight between the two of them. It's still up <laughs> it's in the not air. Not mutually exclusive. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see that Nari. You can see that she is sizing you up. Uh, definitely. As as far as the the warrior, the people who look like warriors here. I mean. The two of you look like um, like definitely the, the most deadly people here. Um, Renato, um, though, he steps up to you, Mr. Pine, and he says, I haven't had the pleasure to meet you, but um, my name is Renato Pello, and I, um, I'm a farmer and a businessman here in town. I hear you might be wanting to make a side bet on this last race. Oh, really? I mean, I'm not opposed yes. to it, but... Yes, the side bet that we discussed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, I'm told that you have <laughs> this deacon and another... <laughs> another, um, maybe more put-together deacon that you'd be willing to put up against two of mine. Yes, yes. Two deacons for your two. You said you have two. You've, you've made a performance check already once this session. Um, I'm going to have you make another one against Renato's wisdom. I will let you make it with advantage because you have all this help around you. But he is going to make a perception check or an insight check. Do, I, have, I don't think I've rolled above like a, a, a natural 10 today. I got a 17. But I get to, I get to add 8 to my persuasion. He rolled a natural 10. His insight is, for a businessman, he's not that intelligent. Oh, good. Nice. I mean, they're usually not. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he got an 11. Um, so your deception of being drunk and everything seems to be working. Um, I'm actually gonna make one for Bell Z too, just because it's kind of fun. Oh, he's even worse. Okay. Um, very good. Yeah, they're just they got dollar signs in their eyes. That's all. I was gonna say all they see is the glint of gold. That's all they see. Yes, uh, Renato says, I will wager two of my deacons for your two deacons on this next race. However, the next race has three horses. One of them is mine. Um, and I would prefer to bet on my own horse, if you don't mind. Well, I would prefer to bet on my own Aelaton, but they're being jerks about it. <laughs> you were going to say <laughs> <laughs> You can say it in French. They're being, they're being cool now about it. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> well, I will put two deacons on Mimi's last chance. And the other two horses are Waffles or the Jiggle Gigolo. <laughs> Obviously that one. These conversations are all happening completely straight faced. It's like when you watch like the Kentucky Derby on TV, which has been on like the horse racing has been on at the gym for some reason. And you see these people dressed up like to the nines. And then you have these really stupid names of horses. Yes, Waffles or the Jiggle Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say Waffles because I'm really delicious, but I'll go with the, um, I'll bet on the Jiggly Gigolo. Jiggle, Jiggle, the Juggalo, the Jug, Jigga, Jug, Jug, Jug. A wise choice, my lord. <laughs> Renato nods and says, that's a good choice. And then he holds out his hand to shake. And uh, um, I will... Um, I'll say, I'll look at Principal, I'll look at Roos and I'll say, Principal, shake the man's hand. <laughs> Roos lowers his head and, and nods and offers his hand to Renato. He, Renato kind of, kind of backhands it, gently kind of slaps it away. And he looks you in the eye, and he says, a gentleman's agreement. Oh, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll shake his hand. Okay. All right. The deal is made. And the fifth race is about to start. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just so you know, Mimi's <laughs> last chance is the sure thing. Waffles is the toss up. And the Jiggle Jiggalo is the long shot. And I'm so glad I got to get through all 15 horse names. You guys have made my night. Okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. I'll say, um, three, eight, one, stay here with the um, bookie. We'll collect you after we win. If you do win, this is going to be so funny. And then I'll say, and I'll also say to, um, to Roos, I'll say, Principal, go, just in case, go fetch, um, what's the other one? I'll remember the numbers. Oh, it's 382. Yeah, go, go fetch 382. I, I will. I'll, I'll return shortly. Okay. Renata goes, wow, you got them sequential? Amazing. Well, I have, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I bought them together as a set. It was like, you know, when you go to the bank and they give you the uh, whatever. <laughs> the bell tolls and the fifth race begins. We have the three horses. We have uh, Mimi's last chance thundering down around the track, followed by Waffles and the Jiggle Jiggalo hot on their heels. This race is incredibly close, I think. 
We have gambled a lot in the the campaigns that you've run for me, and I this is the most tense that I've felt in any of the gambling <laughs> sessions that we've done. We've not been doing well. So badly. Well, who has rolled the least? Who who has rolled the least today, and who wants to roll for the Jiggle Jiggle I think Sabrina's rolled the least. Sabrina and I think Sabrina and Roos have rolled the least. So I'll roll the middle one right now. I will roll um, for uh, for waffles right now. Um, waffles gets a oh no fourteen. Okay, that's high. So who wants to roll the sure thing and who wants to roll the uh, the long shot? I don't want to be held accountable if I roll well for the sure thing. <laughs> it's okay. We want to lose. That's true. That's true. Yeah, All either right. way is okay, I guess. Here okay. Goes. Here Sabrina. goes. Sure thing. Okay. Seven and a 12. Ooh. So Waffles is winning right now. So we're going for who gets second place. All right, Sabrina, let's have you roll for the Jiggle Jiggalo. Come on. All right. Be the 12. That'd be hilarious. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, so close. Oh, my so, goodness. Ended up rolling an 11. Although there was not 20 in there. Oh, my gosh. So the Jiggle Jiggalo starts out very strong and actually thunders around this track and is in the lead. And you guys kind of start to panic like, um, wait a minute, what is going on? And then and Pine will start to yell out, that's not the horse I wanted to bet on. <laughs> <laughs> and then Waffles and uh, Mimi's Last Chance both um, just neck and neck and neck. And Waffles takes the win. With Mimi's last chance coming in second, and the Jiggle Jiggalo a very close third. Well, since everybody lost, maybe a private race, a sixth race. <laughs> oh, I think that the the agreement was that whichever horse won the other horse, whichever horse yeah, came, but- you know, of the two, whoever won that little bit of a race. So waffles didn't even matter in this race, but okay. So you lost, which means Ebby and. Ormac Roos are going to go meet their new owner. So Pine will stand up and he'll say, well, very close race. Let's call it a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Renato is smiling. You guys can all make insight checks. Whoever's there. Roos, you're not there because you are turning into an Ormac. Yep. Nari rolled a nat 20 insight for 26. <laughs> of course she did. Pine continues his great rolls on insight with a 10. Yeah, Ebby also rolled a 10, but he has a plus 5, so he got a 15. So Nari got a natural 20. Fantastic. Um, everyone can see that Renato is smiling. He seems, you know, good-natured about your your comment about it being a tie. Um, Ebby, you um, you can tell that there is a tightness around his eyes, and Nari, you can see that that comment made Renato angry. You see this flash, kind of little tick next to his eye of the muscles there. He does not like that Pine is joking around about this. He wants his winnings. Nari's gonna lean in and quietly say to Pine, he has a small penis. Very insecure. <laughs> I said a small tick. <laughs> so, so fine. We'll just start laughing at that. 
Ebby just holds up his hand with his thumb and finger like an inch away from each other. Uh, Nori like nods. And Pine Pine will laugh. He's like, you won. I'm sure that tomorrow I'll be pissed. But today, I had a great time. Such vulgar entertainment. Ah, we should come back here. Are you in the market for fragrances? <laughs> he um he's he's looking at Ebby, um like kind of greedily and he looks over at you and goes, Fragrances? Oh no, not fragrances, but I mean if you were if you were around, I they do races here quite often. If you have any more deacons to wager, I would more than happily take up that bet. You know, these were my two that I brought with me, but um Colin, honestly, I prefer prefer people. They they anticipate needs. They don't wander around under the grandstands. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) We do not understand not everyone can afford to feed and clothe humans, though, so we appreciate that there are those like you who don't mind having metal servants. That was a great, uh, what would you call that, uh, Accomplice salt. Accomplice yes. <laughs> um, let me see if he even picked up on that. With a 14 insight, he he's not exactly sure how to take it. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings where I like half as much if you half as well as you deserve that comment. He's like, I'm not sure. He can't quite grasp what you said. Um, and then he says, well, if you wouldn't mind. Um, and he points at Ebby and he says, 381? Yes. 381, come here. You're mine now. Go ahead. You're, you're, he's, you're his. Evie kind of looks to his left, to his right, and then turns completely around and stares off to the north for a second, and then turns back around and then walks towards him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where is Roos in all this? Roos has now changed into look, looking identical to Ebby before his uh, natural transformation. Okay. With the only uh, difference is that it's a, a 382 instead of a 381. Kind of that acid etched um, serial number across your chest. All right. And, and he says, beep boop wolves when he walks up. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Pine will say to, to Nari, he'll say, June, you're going to have to fetch my ride. Uh, can you ride behind me? I don't think I can stay upright. Ah, uh, yes, of course. I shall uh, go grab crumbles. And Roos will activate his uh, squire, the messenger. And so okay. that will go for six hours from now. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> right. Very good. Okay. Finally a good roll. <laughs> I'm going to have Amarok be invisible, but accompany us as well. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Um, Renato has uh, stopped paying attention to Pine and Nari altogether. He says, come 381, 382. Roos leans over to Ebby. How much am I supposed to talk? None. Not at all. Okay. Well, you guys would know, having having dealt with Deacons before, that they will give commands. I mean, they will, like... For example, you've heard deacons like tell you stop and that kind of thing, but they don't like have conversations. Nari's gonna whisper to Pine, how long do you think until Roos has to blow cover by saying something? (laughs) (laughs) 
What's the over under on Roost talking before too long? Let's make, we're at the track. Let's make some bets. Can I make one change to the way I look? Sure. I want a sharpied mustache on my face. <laughs> and Pine will say, "Don't mind that. I did that last time. I had this." And I'll he'll hold up the flask that he was given. Um. As uh, as you guys are, are kind of hanging out there, um, you see this servant of Renato uh, that had been up there with him. Uh, he's a, probably a 30-year-old man, got a, like a ponytail. He's dressed nicely, but definitely not like rich. Um, uh, but he's dressed in um, not like traveling clothes, not working clothes. This is some kind of a, a head servant. He comes up um, and he stands up uh, close to Renato. Renato says, Azario, uh, go fetch the wagon. We have... We have some prizes to take. You also see Belzed kind of reaching into a chest and he starts handing out gold to people as they come by. Um, and he um, hands some to uh, to Renato. And then Renato and his servant and his guard and his deacon, as well as his two new deacons, start heading to the east towards a wagon to head out to the Pello farm. What are Pine and Nari going to be doing while Roos and Ebby head off to the Pello farm? Nari will have grabbed Crumbles and brought him up um, to prepare to leave. And Pine is literally asking Nari to sit on Crumbles behind him and hold him upright. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Nari will hop up there and kind of like pick, pick Pine up and set him like in between her and the horse's neck. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll kind of look back behind over his shoulder and just reach over and pat her on the cheek and say, Thank you, June. <laughs> to, the, to the room. Silent and aloof. <laughs> Silent and aloof. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. I think we're heading back toward the uh, East Bridge Inn. Okay. How far can uh, Squire talk? Is it a mile? Ooh, I think it's I think it's a thousand feet. Maybe it's a mile. It might be a mile. Hold on. Uh, one mile, one mile. Okay, so maybe not. So the East Bridge, I'm just going to measure this out. East Bridge in to the Pelow Manor is about one and a half miles. The, um, the wooden palisade to the, uh, to the Pelow farm is almost exactly one mile. Okay, so maybe we'll just stay up here by the palisade then. What time of day is it? Um, it's evening, like the sun is starting to go down. That last race was the last race of the night um, because it is now night. Okay. Let's let's stay here and get some food. All right. As Nari and Pine go to get some food and a table over at the wooden palisade, Renato, his servant, his guard, the other deacon, and Ebby and Roos load up in a nice wagon. And the servant takes the reins and starts driving the wagon out to the east towards the Pello farm. The wagon um, goes on, it leaves kind of the more hard packed dirt and it starts traveling on a path, a well-worn path, but not a main thoroughfare like you guys have been on um, throughout Calta so far. As you travel in this wagon, you pass by the two other farms. You see the Marin farm, which is kind of the one that's closest to town. And it looks like just a, a good, you know, um, uh, a well-kept farm. And then you travel around that one, um, past its fields to uh, another farm. And the sign says uh, the Luca farm. And that one looks a lot more run down. Less care is given. You know, fences are falling down and not repaired, you know. Um, 
things are held together with zip ties, that kind of thing. Um, and then you move on to the furthest farm, the largest farm, and the large manor uh, house that has been built there, the brand new manor house, the Pello Farm. You can see windows along the front of this house. It looks like there's basically two wings of this house, kind of a north wing and a south wing, with uh, the entrance is uh, a little recessed between the two wings. Lots of windows. Looks like there's at least two stories and uh, probably an attic. And um, as you approach this very well-built manor, you can see there are guards out in front. You can see there are servants moving around. Um, around the manor, you can also see farm hands and things working out in the fields or like packing up for the night. Um, and the wagon stops. Renato gets out of the wagon, turns to his servant, who you had heard his name was um, Azario, and he says, get that one cleaned up and I'm ready for dinner. And then Renato steps out of the wagon and goes into the house and Roos and Ebby, you get out of the wagon and look at Pello Manor as you are about to, I guess, do some more shenanigans. Hopefully you guys get better roles in our next session because that is where we're going to stop for tonight. All of the dice are fired. Every single one that we used to. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh man. You guys, I have never had a gambling episode or a gambling session that went that crazy. That was, um, yeah, that was bonkers. That was so fun. Every single it's a good thing that we planned to fail. <laughs> yes. That's so, like, so that was our saving grace. you guys guys did succeed in failing yes 100% you did all right okay well hey go join our discord so you can chat with us about this episode and other episodes you can send us your fan art yeah just do it what was that link there right in the description you can uh you can chat with us you can send us fan art you can discuss some of your theories or some of the other episodes um don't forget we have our patreon and also don't forget fanex it's coming up um I think like, what, a little over two weeks from now. That's what the song said. Yes, that's, that is what the song said. And uh, we'll be there. We'll all be there on Saturday. So come join us, come meet us, and just come have some fun. Otherwise, until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time. <laughs>